1: This is the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki.
0: Hello, and hello, and hello. It's Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And as you heard, we're in the middle of a major, major, major quote unquote pandemic. And the question is: is this pandemic for real? And most of all, even if it is real or not real, which we're not saying it is or not. What is it going to do to the global economy? What's it going to do to your portfolio, your future, your jobs, your retirement and your family. So I have a very important guest today. His name has been a dear friend for years is Bert Doman. He's the author of the book prelude to a meltdown and financial apocalypse, which as you may have noticed, we're in it right now. So we're going to find out how real is this, coronavirus, but more importantly, what is its impact as a whole world goes into a panic? Any comments, Kim?
2: Well, Bert's a dear friend and always, always exciting and interesting to have him on the show. And he's also, number one, he's an educator, which is why we relate so well to him. He, he really wants people to get educated about the stock market and what they're investing in. Um, and number two, he's a, he's a major researcher. So he goes places where most people don't look.
0: And I give a, a big commercial message right now. His publication is the Wellington letter. I subscribe to many newsletters and I dropped them all except the Wellington letter because Bert actually gives me the information I need, not the ups and downs of the stock market. So anyway, it's a very exciting time. The question is how real is this coronavirus? But even if it's not real, if it's a fake virus, what's it going to do to our money and our future? Welcome to the program, Bert.
1: Welcome, Bert. Thank you very much, both of you. It's uh, really a pleasure to be with you. You know, especially in times like these, I I think it's really time for people to get the results of uh, some serious analysis that we do, uh, not just the stuff that you uh, see and hear in the uh, financial media. There is so much bad information going out. You know, like uh, I remember on February 24th, That was the first down day. Uh, You know, we heard, oh, don't panic. Nobody ever made money panicking, you know. I wrote on Twitter, uh, which is at Bert Doman, and uh, I wrote, you know, panic is a response from nature built into all living things. And it's it's a response that can save your butt, and that's why nature put it there. So it's good to panic, but you gotta panic early. (laughs) Yeah. So I wrote that the first day of the crash. And now don't you think that people who panicked on that day are very, very happy. They said, of course, our uh, subscribers didn't have to panic because the Sunday before that one, one day before we put out a special bulletin, I think it was about eight pages. And we said, the headline was the financial storm begins. And the last paragraph had in it, the ban, the dam is about to break. And we gave all the reasons why it was gonna happen. The whole rally for one year, propelled by about a dozen big cap stocks, brought the S&P and the Dow Jones Industrials Index to a new record high. It was going up, up, up. And people thought, oh, the stocks, buying stocks is just so simple, they only go up. And I said, A big bull trap is being set. This is only happening. They're pushing up 12 stocks in order to make it look like a bull market, while thousands of other stocks are already being pushed down and many of them in bear market. And we showed the difference between the S&P and a much broader index we always look at to tell us what the true market is doing, and that's the value line. And the symbol is a -A V-A-L-U-G.
0: So Bert, let's get back to the beginning of this whole thing. So, you know, panicking is okay, but preparing is better. So Kim and (laughs) I and the Rich Dad Company, we sit here kind of, we sit here kind of fat, dumb and happy because we've been preparing for years for this. In other words, since I met Kim, she knew, she knew I was always in a panic mode anyway. So anyway, uh, the question is, is, is this coronavirus real or fake? Well,
1: the virus, uh, it's such it's a real virus. It is highly infectious. Uh, it looks like where it was uh, made, it was in Wuhan, was made to be highly infectious, but it was not made to be uh, highly deadly. And that is the big difference, and nobody really talks about that. And now we, we're getting some better statistics. The prior ones were from China, which you cannot trust. But now we're getting other statistics, like the... The people on the cruise ship, they had the virus going crazy around the cruise ship. We know how many people were infected. We know how many died. Now we're getting the numbers from the US, you know, 205 deaths so far, 14,000 infections. So we're now getting the real numbers and it looks like uh, for most age groups, the fatality rate is maybe 1%. This is like the flu. This is not a good reason to lock down a whole country and put us into an immediate uh, yep. depression. It's so-
2: actually less than the, the flu. I just have statistics from January, February alone of this year that we've got deaths, worldwide deaths of coronavirus, 2,360, but we've got worldwide deaths from the common cold and flu of just under 70,000. I mean, yeah. nobody's talking Great about that. Great you have
1: that. Thank you very much, Kim. That is, that, see, that is the essence. And then you have to wonder, why are all the governments going into hysteria? You know, this is just so strange. You know, why is this happening? And the governments of other countries. And let's face it, most of the people in governments are not that bright. Okay, <laughs> And they're there now. First, it was a panic. Everybody was a people's panic. Everybody rushing to Costco to buy a toilet paper. And then the officials suddenly panicked, and that's even worse because they can use force. You know, in Madrid, for example, the police were giving deadly force, the power of deadly force for anyone who's walking on the street and violating the quarantine. Everybody in Madrid has to stay at home. Okay, this is, this is panic. You, you're willing to kill people to save them from being killed by the virus? Does that
0: make any sense? Yeah, but Bert, look, this is the part we got to get to right now. So you think when we were talking earlier, you think this is more biological warfare, but the real question is, let's say it is, or it isn't, you know, it's, it's a big panic. Let's say it's real or fake. Who, who cares at this point? They're calling out the national guard right now. You know, that's going, we're going to probably civil unrest. But my question to you is this, what is going to happen to the economy? If I've never, if everybody, let's say we have 20% unemployment and people cannot work, people cannot, they don't have any money. And as you know, any one of these panics, it damages the most financially vulnerable. You know, just think of all the guys that work in restaurants and all that, they're not flush with cash and they got kids to feed. So what's going to happen to the world economy? That's the more important question. I think it's fake personally, fake from the point of view that the panic is real, but the virus may not be that deadly. But the point of view is what do you think is going to happen to the economy of the world, I think, and the
1: stock market? Well, the panic is irrational, but the consequences of the panic is going to happen. And we are going to go into a depression. Okay? And I believe, you know, there, there's some reason to think, and I'm not saying that is it, but one alternative, you have to think, who would benefit from a depression? Okay? Just a, just a food for thought. Okay? If something irrational happens, if something that doesn't make sense, I have learned from trading the market for about 50 years with my own money, not other people's money. Okay? All the guys on TV, they trade other people's money. I trade my own, okay? So I have to be much smarter than all these guys because when they lose money, it's their client's money. And so you have to think what is really happening and so many times in the market. We have forecast every sharp crash in the market, in every bear market, in 43 years of my business. Okay, right now during the last four weeks, we have a program called Hedge Folios. We have five model portfolios. Okay, and people can line up their portfolio with our model just with a click of the mouse. That's simple. Okay, What what is the outperformance over the benchmark index that we use, the value line? We are up. 69.4%. So you're making money. Percentage points. So you're making almost 70 percentage points right. above the value Burt. line.
0: Hey, Bert, so when you're making money, my question is what is your forecast for the economy? If you have 20% unemployment, people have no money, what does it look like?
1: Well, it's obvious. You don't have to be a rocket scientist, right?
0: What's it going to look like? That's what we want to know.
1: Yeah, what it's supposed to look like. You know, it's going to cause huge unemployment. It's going to cause an avalanche of bankruptcies. It's going to cause so many failures, so many people on the street. And when people are hungry and don't have money to pay the rent, don't have money to buy food, they riot. Okay? And suddenly, ah, it's capitalism's fault. We need Bernie.
2: So, and so you asked the question, who would benefit from a depression? So who, who does benefit from a depression?
1: Well, I, I know exactly who, and I even have names, but I'm not going to say it on this program. (laughs) It's clear what what is happening. It's so It's crystal clear what is happening.
0: So without mentioning names, what is crystal clear? That's, that's why on this program we we all know there's a panic.
1: We all yeah. know this. Unab- well, you know, people have to do some reading because you know, I, I have these uh, conversations with people all the time and they make judgments without knowing anything. Okay. And you say something like I just said, and they say, ah, that's conspiracy stuff. You know, uh, th- you know, there's an old, a statesman, Bismarck in Germany, about 120 years ago, he said nothing happened in the world of politics by chance. Right. Okay. And this is something I've gone by all the time. When something inexplicable happens, you have to say this was intentional. This was planned. And, you know, I'm not saying that all these shutdowns were planned ahead of time. That may perhaps they were, perhaps they weren't. I'm not making any judgments. I'm just considering different poss- uh, possibilities, and that's what you have to do in the market. So when so, you make a so, decision, so Bert, Bert, whether to Bert, buy Bert, stocks Bert, or whether to short,
0: hey Bert, Bert, look, everything you've been predicting is coming true now. Everything you've been predicting is coming true. What we what, so you don't have to tout your letter anymore. I've touted it enough. The point is (laughs) what would you advise people to do right now? And if you don't want to, then, you know, the average guy right now, they don't, they cannot subscribe to your newsletter. They don't have any money. These guys can't put food on the table after this. So what, what would you advise people to do? Let's say you have, you have a 401k. Let's say you're working for a company that's going to go bankrupt. What would you say to them? They've already, they they didn't heed your warning. So what can you tell them now?
1: You know, I'm, uh, if somebody didn't listen, and, uh, and many people didn't want to, during the and I percent listen, Bert. Uh, I I uh, I would say to anybody who dug themselves a big hole, the best thing I can say is stop digging, stop listening to the guys who got you there. But what can they do, Bert? That's what I say. It started reading some books about the economies and the markets, and and some good books like our Financial Apocalypse book. Is a 2008 chronological history how we called the financial crisis in 2008. He said, "By uh, late in the year, we're going to have a global financial crisis." Okay, it was a thick book. Okay, it was still solid. But it, I, re- I read your have. book. You and, were and, right and, on. And, you also had your yeah. Chi- yeah and you- during the, during that time wall street was super bullish everybody was super bullish and nobody wanted to listen yeah, Bert, and then the crash Bert, happened Bert, and people said Bert,
0: oh now Bert, what do i do Bert, you're right everybody knows you're right now but what does a person do that's what i you know i i keep i keep asking what are you going to do the average person's out of money they have no job they have they have rent they have a mortgage they have kids
2: and
0: they have a lot of toilet paper and, and a lot of toilet paper <laughs> and they read your book now so they read your book but it's too late. So, what would you well, recommend now? that's do have
1: to read my book. Well, <laughs> that's that's. I have to read my book. It's a little too late for that. I know. We, we sold it, and we sold it for ten years. The last ten years, we said this is the guide for the next financial crisis. So,
0: what's the guide going to say right and now? you
1: know, it would get a few orders once in a while. People didn't care. The market's going up, and it will go up forever. You know, I'm sorry, but once you have lost all your money, I'm not the right person to say, here's how so you can make it back. Even if you have no money, you have to have money at the bottom. You see all these jokers uh, telling people, Oh, this is a great time to go borrow. hunting." with what anybody that listened to them four weeks ago, is uh, up to the, up to the neck in stocks, they're fully invested and they've been down the tubes. Bert, fully Bert, invested. Bert, uh, uh, Bert, Bert,
0: <laughs> they already know that they already know that the- they want to know from you, what can they do next? And we come back, I want you to think about it. If you are a guy working for, let's say McDonald's, you have two kids, or you're a wife with two kids, you have a single mom with kids and all this. So they didn't listen to you, they didn't listen to me. I mean, Kim and I and the Rich Dad Company, we're flush. We're making more money than ever before. People who went short, short the market are making money hand over fist right now. But we're on the verge of something, like you said in your book, the apocalypse. So, But to tell people they should have read your book 10 years ago is not, not helping them today. So when we come back, I want you to think about what could a person do. We'll be right back. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and
2: Dell Technologies.
0: Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, The Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about the stock market. Remember, this is March 2020. The reason that's an important date, because things are changing so fast, what we say today may be different in a couple of days. You can listen to The Rich Dad Radio program anytime, anywhere on iTunes or Android and YouTube, and please leave us a comment on whatever you listen to. And all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. We archive them for one reason, so you can listen to this again, because we don't make recommendations, but we do sell education. Listen to this again; you'll you'll learn twice as much. You'll hear it twice as much, because it was a lot, because Bert didn't stop talking. He's been right for all these years, and he's letting everybody know how right he is. So, just go back to richdadradio.com, listen to this again, and get your friends, family, and a business associates to listen to this program and discuss it, because this is the most important thing you can do at this time. As Bert's been saying, he's been warning us for years. Kim and I have taken his warnings to heed and we're doing very well today. I want you guys to do well too. Bert, I get this question all the time, is what can I do now? I said, well, I, I want to say I told you so, but it doesn't do any good.
1: No, but I want to wake up people. They're wide awake I get right now. I <laughs> upset with people who are too damn lazy to make their own decisions to do, do their own homework People that have ignored the obvious for years and then suddenly say, oh, gee, I lost all my money. Can you help me get it back? No, I can't.
0: So that's it. You're on your own right now, but what do you think is going to happen to the economy? If you have no
1: money, what can you do? You, you find out all the governmental programs that they have now and will have in the future. We unemployment and all these programs they're going to have to have to keep people happy, to keep some food in your stomach. So you, you, you go to the government website and see what kind of programs you can print money programs you can qualify for.
0: So they're going to print money,
1: right? What they have to. Yeah. Okay. So that's good. So how, is it, how are they going to pay for this? Uh, this is well, the Bert, whole thing. Bert, is, Bert. You know, you, they're going to print money, which means that printed money is going to become worth less and less and less. And, and they're going to
2: make more and what more and more people and dependent on the government.
1: Yep. Yes, exactly. And during that time, traditionally gold has become a safe haven for uh, at that time, but we're still in the phase. You know, I, I wrote about that in January. I said, during this next uh, market crash, uh, gold is also going to crash. It's not going to be a safe haven because gold is not a crisis hedge. Gold is an inflation hedge, you know? And then we had to crash in gold, okay? Along with the stock line. Because what happens is that all these highly leveraged outfits, including the big banks, they got margin calls. They had to come up with money. So when you have to come up with money, you sell everything, including your grandmother in order to get cash. And that's what happened. But then comes the next phase, just like in two, 2009. Mm-hmm. And that is when gold suddenly starts responding to the right. massive right. Uh, money printing.
0: Right. So Bert, you know, I want to know, are the airlines going to survive? Are the ship's going to survive. I mean, what happens to all those guys? I think, you know, to talk about what you said in the past doesn't help us today. Okay. That's what I'm saying. They're wide awake right now. People want to know what you think, but don't tell them, well, you should have read my no. book.
1: No, you, you, you assume that they're wide awake. Listen, and I went to a tennis court a couple of days ago. Okay. They're, they're going to close down by the way today. <laughs> no more <laughs> tennis. All the, okay. So I mean, we're going to all be hibernating at home. Somebody (laughs) tweeted to you, the divorce lawyers are going to have a lot of business. Everybody's being quarantined. But anyway, but the question I I still got from people that came out to labor, what's going to happen? What stock should I buy? You see, this is stupid. So they don't want to know what's going to happen. They only want to know, give me the name of the stock. It's simple. Okay. They don't have to do anything. If I tell them by IBM, buy this, this. Okay. They don't have to, they don't want to know why and what's going to happen. They don't want to know what to buy.
0: Yeah. You know, Bert, Bert, That's human nature, Bert, you and I share the exact same frustration, exact same frustration, but the people who you are talking to about what stocks to buy, they're not listening to this program right now. They okay. don't listen to rich dad radio. That's they listen true. to CNN and CNBC. Or Fox, oh, you know yeah. that. So the question is, we have a little. a
1: cool guy listens to you. <laughs> so. He here in, in Hawaii. <laughs> he actually so, he said, oh, oh, gosh, Bert Dogan. Yeah, I listen to your Robert Kiyosaki. I, I, <laughs> what, he what's really know, funny, a fool guy.
0: Bert, what's funny about that is I listen to you. So you listen. <laughs> that's, that's, I've been listening to Bert <laughs> yeah, for Yeah, that's
1: you. also funny.
0: The point is Bert has been right for years. He's called every top market bottom and all this, but it's exactly as he said, people do not listen. They do not listen. Do they do not care? You know? So the question is for the people that are listening they've been listening to rich dad radio for a while now is they're they're ready to hear what the great Bert Doman is saying, screw those guys who are playing at the tennis courts at uh, a park. You know what I mean? Uh, Let me tell you uh, what I think is going to happen. Yeah, If you got cash right now, there's going to be a lot of Ferraris and Lexuses for sale. There's going to be a liquidity squeeze. Would you say that's true?
1: Oh yeah. Uh, two weeks ago, I went here in town to the dealer. They sell Jaguars, Bentley's, Maserati's. Okay. Yeah. That showroom, uh, I don't know if you know the showroom across from a blaze though, And it was just packed with cars, not customers with cars brand new cars, like the Bentley, $220,000. I said, my God, <laughs> who's paying for this inventory? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's horrendous. I'm sure they didn't want to have that much inventory, but nobody's buying.
0: Right. Right. So, so Bert, what's going to happen to all these guys who borrowed you know, money for commercial credit and they put up all of these huge buildings. I mean, what do you look at? Do you look at the debt side of all this construction is going on? I mean,
1: you know, w- sure. know, if you looked at the charts of the REITs, the REITs, yeah. What's straight gonna, down. Oh, all, all of these buildings are going to go bankrupt, right? What's going to happen with the banks? They're going to get bailed out. The big ones are going to get bailed out. And then with that bailout money, they're going to buy the smaller one. So the banking system is going to uh, shrink. That's, to the, plan. Banks.
2: And and that's what a, the plan. And plan. are yeah. people going to even be able to average person, even going to be able to get money out of the banks?
1: Oh yeah, well, you got the FDIC insurance, you know.
0: So it's more money printing,
1: right? But but now, if you have more than two hundred fifty thousand right. dollars, then you have to be careful right. because uh, they have changed the law. Now depositors are no longer no longer creditors, according to the new law. New is a few years old, but um, after the two thousand eight <laughs> episode, they designated the depositors as shareholders of the bank. So suddenly you are thrown in there with all the shareholders, which means you will go bankrupt along with the shareholders. Yeah? Nice trick. Well, most people don't even know that.
0: Everybody listen to what Bert just says. The reason I don't like stocks is because you're the first loser. That means when the when yeah. a company goes bankrupt, the stockholders or the equity holders get toasted. Second are the bondholders or the debt holders, they have some sort of a chance. So that's, so that's finance. The most important thing right now, Burke is running out of time is, you know, you've been calling it for years prelude to a meltdown, the China crisis. You warned us what was going on in China years and years ago, that they're about, they're a biggest house of cards in the world. And then now, and then you wrote financial apocalypse and you're correct. Nobody listened. Very few people listened to me, but what's your crystal ball saying going to happen to China and to the U S economy?
1: Well, You know, with any long-term forecast, okay, you have to always preface that with saying if the facts change sometime in the future, the forecast will change as well, okay? And that is only intelligent. But I I would say at this time, people are the safest having their money in U.S. treasuries, okay? Okay. You can buy U.S. Treasuries, either 90-day T-bills. You can buy medium-term T-bonds, seven years to 10-year duration. And uh, then you can buy the long-term Treasury bonds as well. And you can buy them all with an ETF. So you can just buy them like a stock. And uh, the medium-term is I-E-F, is the symbol. And the long-term is T-L-T. That's more risky uh, because there may come a time when They will be sold because of this massive money printing that has to occur. But uh, over the next, uh, let's say, until year end, interest rates are probably going to come down significantly. We already had, people don't believe this, but yesterday, T-bill yields, the short-term T-bill was below zero. First time in history that you actually had to pay interest to buy a T-bill. Yeah. And but that was short term. The federal reserve immediately came in. They don't like that. And they made it go both zero again. Okay. But we're seeing massive money printing right now by the central banks, not only the federal reserve, but worldwide.
0: Well, didn't the repo market just get one $1 trillion?
1: Oh, much more. It's a trillion dollars per day.
0: Yeah, that's, you know, per
1: what? Day. And what does
2: that mean? The repo market? What does that mean?
1: What, okay. What's happening there? Repos the uh, short-term loans, short-term loans by banks. When a bank needs to uh, borrow money in order to meet the reserve requirement uh, of the Federal Reserve, they go by and say uh, to another bank, can you lend us some money for one or two days? Okay? And then as collateral, they have to give a U.S. A treasury uh, a debt instrument, either a T bond or a T bill or something like that. That's a collateral, okay? And then one or two days later, they give the money back and they get their treasury security back. That those are repos, and they're vitally necessary. And the repo market last summer started drying up, and nobody on TV has discussed it because these guys don't understand really how the repo market works. But the Federal Reserve had to go in there and put one and a half trillion dollars into the system—trillion. Okay, that was immense. And uh, nobody really seemed to pay attention. Said, that was this September. Is monumental. This, is, uh, this is incredible. So anyway, they did that and they put more money and more money and then the repo market started functioning again. What was significant to me is that uh, usually the money that goes into repo market is the excess reserves that banks have lying at the Federal Reserve. Big banks like J.P. Morgan, they had $1.4 trillion lying there at the Fed, and they were not putting it into the repo market as they usually do. And I said, I smell a rat. Why aren't they doing it? Are they afraid of the risk? You know? So anyway, we overcame that, and I said, okay, Federal Reserve is now stepping on the accelerator. We're going to have a great stock market until early January, and then we have to see. And then we see what happened after that. The repo market froze up again last week. Not only that, here's another thing that no one really paid attention to. The commercial paper market froze. And that was the warning in late 2007 for us. And this was a nightmare scenario that uh, some of our speakers like Ray Dalio and I, 40 years ago, we used to speak at this, about this at conferences, you know, he and I would have a beer. And so we talk. can you imagine what would happen if this commercial paper market would freeze? I mean, it was an end of the world scenario and it actually froze in late 2007 and nobody paid attention. That's what I was writing in my book, Prelude to Meltdown. And it happened again last week. This is so important and it is not discussed in the media with them commercial paper short-term IOUs. when a company the company needs five billion dollars for the B, they go into commercial paper market and sell 90 day unsecured c IOUs. 90 day IOUs. and the plan is that when they come due they just roll them over for another 90 days and for another 90 days and so But when the moment comes that it freezes and they can't roll it over, they have to come up with the $5 billion and they don't have it. And that's what happened in 2008. And who was the lender of last resort? Warren Buffett. He came in, he provided the money, Goldman Sachs, I think got $10 billion from Warren Buffett, a private investor. So this is what happens when the commercial paper market freezes up and it happened again. This is the prelude to something very, very bad. This is why the Federal Reserve right now is putting in a trillion dollars a day into the repo market, and much more into the other markets. The, the, the money printing right now is going to go out of this world, okay? Uh, someone said, I forgot who it was, uh, but it was somebody well-known. Uh, maybe it was Bridgewater, Ray Dalio. He said, we could see money printing of about 30 trillion dollars, trillion. I mean, this is this is huge, you know. This is uh, what one and a half times the annual GDP of the country. So, right. yeah. so, 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 wait are we're, we're getting into panic. Yeah, I know, here.
0: Bert. Bert, well, one big question I have: What is? You said something, you know, that, that the commercial paper market was more was really the linchpin. Why is commercial paper market more important than the repo market, or are they equally
1: weighted? Well, the commercial paper market affects companies directly, okay? Here's another warning signal that everyone ignored. In 2007, Warren Buffett was sitting on an all-time record amount of cash, okay? I think it was around $60 billion, okay? And at the same time, you say, oh, buy stocks. It's the greatest investment long-term for individual investors. And I said, why isn't he doing that? Why is he sitting on so much cash, okay? And then we found out because he was the only one that had cash when the crisis happened the next year, okay? Now it happened again. In January, I was writing, is it Warren Buffett just told investors to buy stocks. Why is he sitting on $125 billion, twice as much as at the peak in 2007? Why is he sitting on so much cash? If he thinks stocks are so great, why doesn't he put it into stock? Now we do He's going to be the only one to have cash in this crisis, $125 billion.
0: Hey Bert, love having you on the program. I mean, you have you have insights that CNN doesn't have. You know that, right?
1: That's not saying much.
0: <laughs> 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 and all your friends down at the, uh, where Kim used to play tennis, you know? Diamond
2: Head tennis
0: courts, yep. <laughs> yep. So anyway, Bert, I'll say this yes. once again, I've been listening to you all of these years. I remember coming out of my house on Diamond Head and my neighbor says, do you hear what that crazy Bert Doman said? And, and I said, "Yes, not so, yes he is. He's, he's trying to scare me. I said, well, maybe you should get scared. And now people are finally getting scared. So, you know, your books are prelude to a meltdown and financial apocalypse. Yeah. But the most important thing, ladies and gentlemen, you should get his Wellington letter because Bert doesn't just give you this stuff. I don't even understand in most letters. But his latest letter, the Wellington letter, shows exactly how he tracked how he made money when the rest of the market was coming down. So the follow people that follow Bert Doman are making money today. That's the most important thing. That's what Bert is saying. So his, his letter is called the Wellington letter. Please get it. And his website
2: is DomanCapital.com, D-O-H-M-E-N Capital.com.
0: So, so Bert, you've been warning everybody all these years and one or two was trying to listen to you. Finally.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let me just say one thing. This is really important. Don't get sucked into these little bear market bounces. Okay. I see still most people want to buy the little tops. Okay. The major trend is down. This market is going to go much, much lower over the next two years. Okay. So, you don't want to get, to, you want to trade with the trend. The trend is down. So that means you want to ignore the pop. And when the pop is exhausted, you want to sell short, like the pop this morning. It, after that, I think the Dow lost about 600 points, you know, in the, in a flash. Okay. Yes. There's always a reason. There was a reason that, yeah, the, the governor of New York shut New York state down. Okay. But, This is important. There's always a reason, okay? But the reasons are going to keep coming, keep coming. And as you pointed out, the worst is yet ahead when all of these millions of people are are sitting there without a paycheck and their expenses keep running and they need food to put it, all the toilet paper is exhausted. They put ketchup on a toilet paper and ate it. And, you know, this is a bad time and it's going to happen, you know, and that's, I, I just, I, I just think we, we are very luck, lucky to have a businessman president at this time and instead of a community organizer. He is taking very good actions. He has a terrific team right now. Yes, they're going to make mistakes, but who doesn't make mistakes? Right. But I'm really happy that they're acting so fast. I mean, this is incredible. Yep. The, the, programs that they have put into place in such a short time. Uh, so I think that, that that is very lucky for the American people.
0: So Bert, thank you very much for always bringing us up to date. again, I'm, I'm yeah. how much does a Wellington letter cost?
1: Uh it's cheap $69 a month. And for that, you get, uh usually two issues in a month like this you'll probably get get four. Yeah. You know? That's and it's it, each, each issue is about fifteen to twenty pages. So yep. <laughs> you get a lot of stuff.
0: And the reason I the reason I love Bert's Wellington letter is I can understand it. That's the most important thing. And if you read his latest letter you'll find out the people that were been listening to Bert are getting rich right now and the people that are watching CNN and CNBC are getting poor. So Bert, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All
1: right, thank you. It was my pleasure reading. I wish all of your listeners really be safe, you know? Mm -hmm. Don't get sucked into get-rich scams. Realize that markets don't always go up and when they go down, you can make more money faster by knowing what to do when they go down.
0: And that's why they should subscribe to the Wellington Letter. Thank you, Bert.
1: Thank you, Bert. All right, okay. Take
0: care. Bye. Thank you, and we'll come back. We'll be going into a few more comments with Kim and I. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back, Robert Kil the Rich Dad Radio Show. And once again, you can listen to the Rich Dad Sh- Radio Show anytime, anywhere on iTunes, Android, or YouTube, and leave us a review. And all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. We archive them because repetition is how we learn and we listen to this program again, you'll pick up even more, but more importantly, get your friends, family, and business associates to listen to this and discuss, because it's exactly as Bert was saying, people haven't listened. You know, he wrote the book, um, Prelude to a Meltdown, nobody listened, he wrote Financial Apocalypse, and then he goes to the Alawai tennis courts or the wherever the tennis courts are now, where Kim used to play in Hawaii. And people don't listen. They just want give me a hot tip, give me a hot tip. So even when the markets are crashing, we're probably going into a, the biggest depression in world history, people are still looking for hot stock tips. So go to Rich Dad Radio, listen to this program again and discuss it with those friends of yours who are idiots and you need to get some education. Any comments, Kim?
2: Well, yeah, you know, it's the same, like uh, Jim Rickards talks about and many people talk about gold and silver and they say, buy it now because when it when the time comes and you're going to need it it's going to be gone it's going to be too late yep. so what what i'm hearing bert saying is is really if you haven't prepared or done anything you're going to be in you're going to be in big trouble because it's the preparation that that we're we're doing okay and a lot of people that we talk to um, you know, I've had I've had several people come up to me in just the last couple of weeks and saying, "Thank you for what you've taught us about at Rich Dad. Because of you, we're doing fine today. We're going to be okay. Went through this crisis? So it's important, really so, important. So
0: this is going to be very short because Bert wouldn't shut up. He just kept talking.
2: <laughs> he's he's a good he's, talker and he no, says good things. <laughs> no, but because
0: he's been right, you <laughs> yeah. know, and people, he's frustrated. I get frustrated, yeah. and I talk to friends and family. They go, oh, "You don't know what you're talking about." You know, so please pay attention. So the thing is, just let you know, rich dad's doing very well. We have more cash. Our employees are set. They don't have to worry about losing their job and all this stuff because we have cash. Personally, Kim and I am even better off because we have real estate, we have apartment houses. When they start bailing out the poor, that money will go to people who rent our apartment houses. You know, God bless them. But unfortunately the American economy is going to be destroyed because the debt and the, Poverty going to hit America and we're probably going into a great depression. The last depression lasted 25 years, 1929 to 1954. So this is going to be bigger than the last one because they printed more money. And,
2: uh, and isn't it also going to be that more and more and more and more people are now going to be dependent on the government?
0: That's the intent. That's what Bert's alluding to is, is to get Americans who have been pretty cocky and arrogant and the American spirit is strong, but they broke the spirit. And now that's why I'm not against Bernie, but now more and more people are shifting to socialism, but more Marxism and the trouble with most Marxists, they don't know they're Marxist and a Marxist starts Marxism starts when you have to be PC politically correct. PC means you've lost your freedom of speech and that's what's happening in America and the world today. I can't say anything cause I might trigger something and some wimp, but anyway, that's life and life in the big city. The thing that Kim was talking about gold and silver is this, there's three types of gold and silver. One is the futures market. And the reason the gold gold and silver prices went down is the futures market was selling off. Then there's the ETF market, GLD and SLV and they were monkeying around with the gold and silver. So the price of physical gold and silver plummeted. That was the best time to buy. So Kim and I backed up the truck. We bought more gold and silver. Now the hard part was we couldn't get any, but that's what you have friends. So when you have friends that we've been buying gold and silver from for years, they won't sell to a new guy, but they'll sell to their best customers. There's a thing that Rick, Jim Rickards, who's going to be my next partner in our next book called the Ravens about how you predict the future. Jim talks about, he says, like toilet paper, people are hoarding gold and silver and the people that are hoarding gold and silver, they're taking it off of the floating supply. In other words, the amount of gold and silver is actually going down, although there's more in gold and silver because the rich are buying gold and silver and the central banks are buying gold and silver and they're putting it into deep storage. So the amount available for the average person is getting to be less and less and less and less. We go into a great depression, you won't be able to get any. So that's what Jim Reckers was saying, you better buy it now while you still can. But everybody's gonna wait till the panic and then they're gonna buy it. And
2: then it's gonna be too late.
0: And the panic has hit. And so the last couple of days, I went to my friend's gold and silver shop, it's empty. But not that it's empty, he's hiding it and only the best customers get it. So that's the that's life in the fast lane. Is it is it fair? Yes, it is fair. Because you could have bought Bert, Bert's newsletter and all this stuff early. You could listen to us earlier. But of course, most people won't. So that's why we have the Rich Dad Radio Program. I want to thank Bert Dorman. Uh, so the, the point here is that we panicked a long time ago, right Kim?
2: We did, we did. We panicked when we had nothing, when we had nothing. And what the Rich Dad Company really is, is what you and I have done over all the years. It's yeah. what we've practiced, it's what we have done, it's the actions we've taken. We, didn't, we don't talk about things we haven't done, we bring in other experts for that but the people of the Rich Dad Company and our guests and our radio show guests, they are people that practice what they preach. And so they know what they're talking about.
0: It's exactly as Bert says, he invests his own money. Most of those guys on CNBC and Fox, (laughs) they invest your money and they lost it.
2: And they don't really care
0: because they got their fees. And as we say, well, as we always say, when you ask a financial planner, what should I invest in? That's like asking a cannibal, what's for dinner? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Rich Dad Radio Show.
2: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.